0: many people face a psychological challenge, which is the, the imposter syndrome. I think especially because I, I was changing my career after several years doing other things. So, and that's like a day-to-day struggle, you know, because uh, you never master it. It's something you should uh, work day-to-day. From the technology point of view, well, learning new technologies is challenging, but the good thing about it is that you progressively get better at it. So. I'm more confident now to start a new thing from the scratch and learn it than I felt uh, five years or six years ago. Hello, everybody. I'm Rafael. I'm a software developer, MongoDB creator. Welcome to the MongoDB podcast. Welcome back to the show.
1: My name is Michael Lin, and this is the MongoDB podcast. Today, we've got another MongoDB community creator spotlight with Rafael Ashoa, a software developer and influential member of the MongoDB community. Raphael's story today is one of passion, persistence, and overcoming challenges, including tech challenges, but also his personal experiences around imposter syndrome, which I think we can all relate to. His story is not just about coding and databases. It's about the human element behind the screen, the doubts, the breakthroughs, and the relentless pursuit of excellence. Stay tuned as we delve into Raphael's world, exploring how MongoDB has played a pivotal role in his projects and the lessons he's learned along the way. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd like to ask you to leave a comment, a rating. Let us know what you like about the show. It's going to help us improve. Make sure you check the show notes for links and resources.
0: Raphael, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Thank you, Michael. I'm fine. Very excited to be here and to share a bit of my experience with the listeners.
1: Yeah, that's what this is all about. So, for folks listening, we're reaching into the community and finding members of the MongoDB community advocacy program specifically creators, and you're one of those. So we're going to talk about that program. We're going to talk about your experience with MongoDB, how you got into the community, and what it is that you do today. So with that in mind, why don't you let the folks know who you are and what you do?
0: Yeah, I'm an electronic engineer. I was born in Venezuela, but I have been living in Mexico six years. I did some other... Uh, working in engineering before uh, coming to software but from 5 years ago I have been working professionally as a software developer uh, mongodb was uh, my point of start in software development I even before I was sorry that javascript or other programming languages I start I got very curious about these things of you know second databases so I start I started to take some courses in the MongoDB University, and I just fell in love with this technology and with its capabilities, and it has been a, a part of my career since the very beginning. Yeah. And what is it that
1: you do for your career? I'm sorry? <laughs> what is it that you do for your career? Well,
0: well I, I work in Celebrate, which is a small startup that organizes amateur football games for people to join and build community. I joined it since a very early stage, uh, three years ago when the company was uh, just starting. Uh, We have done a beautiful job there and the company has grown and we are still committed to our vision of allowing people to make friends and to make community based on football. And
1: specifically at the company, you're working on code. What does that look like what languages and and frameworks are you working
0: yeah with? I was the look as I started very early in the company I have the opportunity to suggest and show some of the technologies we use there so mongodb is one of our key points it's our all uh, of our operational data runs on Mongo we have our cluster in Atlas uh, we have a, a we are doing a heavy use of Atlas app services and other, other of the products you have. We also use Firebase functions for the backend. Everything is built in Node.js and TypeScript. Uh, we have a React.js app for the operations team. So it's our internal admin tool. And uh, we have a mobile app built on Flutter, which have been... Oh, yeah, it's the second generation app that started... Oh, that became a life like one year ago.
1: Yeah. And where can folks find more information about your company's product?
0: Uh, we're active in Spain, mainly in Barcelona and Madrid now. Uh, everyone can go to the app stores and download the app, or you can go to the website, which is com and find information there. And if you like football and live in one of our active cities, you are welcome to come and play with us. That's great. Well,
1: I'll include links in the show notes if you want to check out Celereg. It's called yeah. Celereg, right? Yeah. So Celereg, the links will be in the show notes. Make sure you check those. Okay. Now, I understand you've also been active in the MongoDB community. What is it that you do in the community?
0: Well, I know about the community like one year ago when I went to, to a MongoDB event here in Mexico City. And I became very interested to join it because I think it's a good time in my career to start sharing some of my experience. So I applied for the program and uh, a few months later, I was contacted by Veronica. And Mm -hmm. I started to think what things to to share because I, I have worked with Mongo every day for five years, but at the beginning, it's not easy to define what to share and how to share it. But. I decided to start exploring and start writing things. So one of the one of the first things that I had to solve when we moved to our current system in Celebrate was how to provide data for the growth team to do analysis of retention and engagement. It's kind of challenging when you use Mongo because these people used to it's used to use SQL or other tools, so Mongo is kind of new for them. We use a, a data structure, which has, we use the nesting and the arrays and all of the all of the things that NoSQL provides to uh, help the, to make the data more reachable, but at the same time, it kind of uh, makes the process of analysis a bit more challenging. So I noticed that this was a constant requirement and we iterated for several months on how to shape and process the data to uh, provide it to them in a format they can work for. So my first uh, post for the community was about that, about how to use the, the aggregation framework to take some operational data and provide it in sort of a, in a way that they can do some retention analysis and Even though it seems simple at the end, it had some tricks there. And one of the things that were difficult was was to bucket the data in uh, in time slots. Like they they wanted to do monthly analysis or weekly analysis. So we have the, the dates of the events that may happen in our operational database, but how to bucket always was like a bit hacky. Until we found out that the there is an operator in the aggregation pipeline whose name is Data string, which allowed us to exactly do that. So we combined this with a group stage to have the data up, uh, in the way they want it. So I wrote uh, an article about it, explaining uh, how to do it. I provided an ex- a sample data set to so you can kind of Play with a solution and adapt it to your own needs. in In the case if it's interesting for you, then we we have another we had another challenge because as we use a serverless, we use fireless functions. We don't have a, a fixed IP to hit the database, so we weren't able to use the the Atlas firewall to limit network access to the cluster. I'm not proud about it, but we are a small startup, so we, we are a small team, and we needed to uh, launch the product soon. so we started by launching the cluster with open network access, but at some point, we, we started to see that this was a, a security hole in our system, so we started to investigate how to fix it, and we ended by using a, a solution based on private endpoints, using a virtual private cloud in a Google Cloud that very nicely connects with Atlas. So there there is a very good documentation on both sides, the Google Cloud and Mongo on how to do it, but there are also a few edges related to our own stack, which is kind of common in the industry, which was the, the thing I wanted to point out in the article. Yeah. So
1: the article is on Medium, yeah. and I, as I said before, I'll include links in the show notes to, to check that out. So a key component of that is the aggregation pipeline and leveraging date to string. And I'm curious, are you using time series indexes in that data?
0: Actually not. We, we have a, a simple data structure from that point of view, which is, for example, one of the things we wanted to analyze was people who join our games. and. Um, their life cycle, like you joined it, you left the game, or you joined it, but you didn't attend the game, things like that, all of them mm-hmm. are saved as a status changes in our database and we save the timestamps where it happens, but it's a part of our game entity. So we yeah. didn't have, all oh, the data was not in a shape that make it easy to work with it from this point of view, because... When it was designed, what we had in mind was a different thing.
1: So, I'm in the article and I love that you've linked to mongoplayground.net. And you basically give the entire aggregation pipeline where you're taking the data, which by the way, it looks like a robust schema. You've got a series of dates and events that take place like a like or a dislike on a particular interaction. And you're grouping those, leveraging the aggregation pipeline, unwinding those in- interactions, it's like a very straightforward, just a very efficient way to, to deal with that type of data. So great work there. How long did it take you to write that blog article?
0: The blog article was written like in, it was rather fast, like in two days, yeah. but yeah. the heavy work there was to find out this way to, to process the data, which It took several months, I would say, but obviously not a day-to-day world. I I would say instead that it took several requests from the growth team and several iterations with them. First, to find out the format that was suitable for them to do all of the analysis they need, because this is still sort of raw data for them. And then to figure out how to process it in Mongo. There were some previous versions of this that were less efficient, maybe a bit hacky, but we needed just to provide them with the data. So the, yeah, the the heavy work was to, uh, there was two big challenges here. The first one was work uh, with them who speak a different language than us (laughs) and coming to a point that we understood their need and had an idea of how to provide the data for them. because. They didn't say like, okay, I want the, di- the data of the user, blah, blah, blah. It, they just told like, uh, I want to do to do a rotation analysis. I want to calculate these KPIs and stuff. And the second challenge was to develop the pipeline, which was the one that had several stages, the, there are previous versions of these, which are much more rusty. Then we had this more polished one. Yeah. But what
1: you end up with at the end is, I mean, it's perfect for data analysis. You end up with these, you end up with an array of interactions summarized by the type of interaction. So it's, it's very straightforward and the the article is really well written. So kudos. Great job on that. Yeah. So, so you're a MongoDB community creator. What does that mean? And what do you do as a part of the, the program?
0: Well, that, that was my my own question for a, for a while when I was starting here. But the goal I had in mind, and I think, I think it's exactly what I'm getting, was to have the opportunity to share some of the experience we have had with Mongo, with other friends in the community. I, I think that one of the things I like the most about MongoDB is that it's very developer-oriented. So everything in Mongo seems to be directed to make developers' life easier like the documentation is very good there are ways to play with the technology you have for example the free tire in atlas which is great to do prototypes and experimental projects just to be aware mm-hmm. so i think this this is in line with uh, we see it and i'm happy to to put a a small improvement on this process like to if there is one people who need to do something like this and have this space and it makes his life easier that that's great and i also like the challenge of start getting in touch with people who have more more experience in this or maybe experience in other parts of the stack that will also enrich my own understanding and I can say that both of the goals are being uh, progressively accomplished. Yeah, great. And do you spend
1: time in the community forums? Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, I like uh, to go there. I, I don't have enough time to read all of the articles as I would want to do, but I explore them and I try to go to the ones I find uh, more interesting or more relevant for my
1: own experience. The communities... A great place where you can not only go and ask questions, but I think part of the community advocacy program is really going and looking for folks that are struggling in an area that you've had success. Yeah. So so answering questions and, and helping others out, that's a big part of the community. So yeah. great stuff.
0: Yeah, and there, there is another thing I like about the community, which is that there are things you don't even know that exist. But then you go and see something in the community and it catches your attention because it's relevant, it's interesting, or it may be related to some other stuff you have done. So you start connecting the the dots. So I, I think that's also one of the big uh, benefits of this.
1: There's going to be a lot of people listening that, that may be new in their career. Maybe they're just starting with MongoDB, starting with software development. What kind of advice would you have for those folks?
0: I would say that experimenting is the best way to, to learn the learning is different for everyone, of course, but I would say that when you build stuff, you are able to see the final result and you are even a very simple thing that uh, makes you curious. I think that's the, the best driver to, to success here. The programming is very abstract, so reading documentation may be difficult sometimes, and you also have the temptation to copy some stack, like let's be in the clone of Xx technology. But when you solve even a very simple problem that makes you curious and that is your own vision, I think that's a great driver for success and programming.
1: There's so many different paths to getting started. And I like what you've said here, you're saying, you know, don't necessarily just copy and paste somebody else's project and try and figure it out, but start from scratch, right? And I think there's so much value in that. So what tools do you use on a daily basis?
0: I use, well, first in my own local environment, I use Visual Studio Code, which is one of the most popular Mm -hmm. editors. I use iTerm2, which is an improved terminal. I use a lot of Stack Overflow, as you might imagine. I started to use GitHub Copilot a few months ago, and it's a great tool. If you know how to use it, it's not perfect, but it's like having a good programming body with you. I use Atlas a lot. I use MongoDB Compass as well. And I use Atlas because we have some app services there. Um, So I also like to do some scripting there to solve repetitive problems we have here and there. Uh, We use Firebase console and Mm the Firebase console is nice because it allows you to do some of the management of your stack in a very comfortable way. It's very nice. It has a great interface and it makes your job easy because it's very visual and you can go there, especially when the project is starting, when maybe you don't have a lot of automation or even alerts or things it, like that, it allows you to do a manual in a very nice way. Then the project grows and you start to make things automatic as they should be, but this this curve is very easy with a, with a tool like that. I love that we
1: work so well together with Firebase and, and other hyperscaler products, AWS, the AWS family, and even Microsoft as well. So uh, before we we wrap, I'm curious about challenges you faced. You know, the, as I mentioned, I'm talking to the folks that are listening that may be earlier in their careers and they're going to be facing challenges. Were there any specifically hard challenges that you faced
0: where you kind of doubted your path and your career? <laughs> well, the, the first one I I faced and many people face. It's not a a technology challenge, but it's a, a psychological mm-hmm. challenge, which is the the imposter syndrome. <laughs> that that yeah. was uh, heavy for me at the beginning. I think especially because I I was changing my career after several years doing other things. So all the things I saw, I I knew were started to be challenged at that moment, and that's like a day to day struggle, you know, because uh, you never master it it's something you should uh, work day to day from the technology point of view well learning new technologies is challenging but the good thing about it is that you progressively get better at it so i'm more confident now to start a new thing from the scratch and learn it than i felt uh, five years or six years ago uh, in the Purely technical thing, one of the challenges we have had guess, specifically, specifically by using MongoDB is what I mentioned before, that we started with a very operational approach of our database. So Mongo was perfect because also we are programmers and an operational data, data is what we are used to work with. But then you need to provide data from analytics and for other type of other disciplines that are very used to work with our technologies and building this bridge is challenging. And I think it's still a, a work in progress from the Mongo side. For example, we have seen how the possible connection to BI tools is improving, but it still needs to be a bit more polished. So the, this part has been challenging, but the good thing about it is that it had forced us to Understand the other side uh, views and thoughts, you know. So we have a better understanding of the challenges that growth teams and analytics teams face, because we have had to go with them to the very root of the problems to to figure out or to provide the solution. So at the end, it had also be uh, most challenges have uh, positive outcomes at the end. So I, I think this is the positive outcome of this challenge.
1: But it's leaning in, like you said. And I'm so glad you mentioned imposter syndrome because I think it's something that literally every human being that enters the world of technology faces at some point. Am I really meant to be doing this work? Why am I struggling so hard? And I got to tell you, like the evidence points to the contrary, meaning like the blog article you wrote is fantastic. It's great, it's really straightforward, it takes a problem. It proposes a solution and it shows the results. And that's, I mean, that's at the very heart of technology itself and software development. It's facing problems head on and and getting creative. So congratulations on <laughs> yeah. that. I don't think you should feel like an imposter at oh, all.
0: <laughs> I, I will try not to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, if you're listening to this and you feel like an imposter, take Rafael's advice and lean in. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we
0: wrap up? Well, I... I would say that uh, taking these opportunities is great. There, there is a lot of technical information in the web, but I think it's also valuable to have access to hear like, real experience from other people, but not so 100% technical experience. Because when you say it before it's right, you tend to say, well am I struggling so much with this and I may think that other people just figure it out because they already knew it or it was easy for them. So hearing to people who is working in the same industry and being aware of the challenge they face and of the struggles they face, maybe they have struggles that I solve easier, but maybe it's true that I'm struggling more with other things, but putting this into context will help us to improve our background, to try to fix the possible gaps we have, because a lot of us may have gaps, and also to reinforce the things we we are doing the right way from now. So I think this is great, having the time to, to stop coding and thinking also at the life experience to to be working in technology and to be working in this case with a technology like MongoDB, i think it's also an enriching experience
1: well it's great to have you in the community and i want to thank you for your contribution thank you well thanks raphael it's been a great discussion i look forward to you, to see you in the community
0: thank you bye-bye
1: thanks so much to raphael and to you the listeners Make sure you check the show notes for links to Raphael's article and other resources. If you like this episode, please consider sharing it with a colleague and leave a comment or a rating. It's going to help us improve the show. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.